page um, page 16 or page 32 16 32 for the new book Okay, let's read. There's a verse, Genesis 1.31, in the middle of page 16. Can we read it together? And God saw everything that he made, he had made. And behold, it was very good. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us turn to him in prayer. Our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that we can come aside to worship you, that you have set forth in time that we be found in thy presence. And Lord, we thank you for this great privilege. Even as we come, we seek your cleansing, your washing in the blood of Christ. Lord, we constantly want to be right with you through our Saviour. Even now, Lord, may your Holy Spirit be our teacher, open our eyes, our understanding, remove every distraction. Pray for the Chinese BBK as well. May you use the BBK in thy church to strengthen the foundations of thy children's faith as we live in the end times also to help us understand who you are better, how you save us, that we magnify and glorify you better. Be with us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So we just covered the seven days of the beginning of time. In those seven days, the first seven days of time, what happened? Now, so I asked you last week, see whether you remember to do your homework. When do you think angels were made. Children like to ask that question. When do you think angels were made? Justin. Not sure. When were angels made? Um, anyone? In a suit, yes? Day one. Why day one? Uh, in the BBK book. <laughs> <laughs> in the BBK book. Now, when did the angels fall? That's the next question. Bencho, when do you think the angels fell? Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six? Day seven? After what? After day six. After day six. Why do you say that? have been cut within the six days. Okay, it would be somewhere after day six. Why? Because of the very verse that we read, right? After creating the day six creation, six days creation, God saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good, right? So the fall of the angels must have happened after day six because until then, God's definition was, was not just good but very good. Then it would be after day six but before, before when? Before Adam and Eve fell, <laughs> obviously, right? So somewhere in between. 
Um, now, let us move on to the six days literal creation, page 17 or page 33. Let's uh, look at this. Now, God's great act of creation, page 17, took six literal 24 hours day. Or is it six billion trillion years? The Bible says six days. How do we know? How do we know? Now, turn to Genesis chapter 1. Is it billions of years? Did God create through evolution billions of years? Genesis chapter 1. Now, God in his, at least I believe, in his foresight already knew that one day man will come up with this ridiculous idea that it is through evolution and it is through billions of years. Now look at how God made sure his word is very specific and the Christian cannot believe in billions of years. If you want to, you have to say then the Bible is false and God is a liar. Genesis 1.5, look at Genesis 1.5, and God called light day, Genesis 1.5, and the darkness he called night. Now, God now begins to define day and night, okay? And in the evening and the morning, whether, what day? Let's say together, the first day, all right, first day. Now, then you look at verse 8, okay? And God called the permanent of heaven, permanent heaven and the evening and morning again he emphasized evening and morning whether second day verse 13 and in the evening and morning again he keeps saying this there's this night this light and darkness kind of event day all right and he said it was a third day all right then verse 19 now he says, and the evening and morning, again, evening and morning, were the fourth day. Verse 23, evening and morning were the fifth day. And then verse 31, verse 31, it emphasized again, um, yeah, and the evening and morning were the sixth day. Okay? And verse 23 also there is one, right? And so on. Now, every time God mentioned when he moved from one day to another, is it billions of years evolving like that? Now, first of all, God emphasized there is a change of night and day, okay? Now, the second thing is in the Hebrew language, when the numerical adjective, numerical adjective, means there is a number okay uh, but is there's an adjective means first day which day first day it describes the noun first day second day the first second third okay when it is used when the numerical adjective is used with describing days it is always regarding a 24 hour literal day understand that so you cannot fight with the language so when god purposely described not only he he didn't say on day one day two day three he would say first second third okay very precise all right i can say uh you are one boy two boys three boys four boys 
But when I say first boy, second boy, third boy, it is very specific. All right? So God chose to use the numerical adjective to emphasize I'm talking about literal days. Number one. So how do we know it's 24 hours? You write down in your BBK book to help you always remember and never doubt. If you want to say it's by billions of years, then you say, God, sorry, you're lying to us. Now, so it's the numerical adjective. It always refers to numerical uh, 24 hours day. Now, next thing, the morning and evening. Again, every time he advances the day, he put in morning and evening. It is not this nebulous, timeless um, evolution. It is, again, a literal 24 hours. God is literally saying, when the light come on, the light go off. The light come on, the light go off. Alright? It's just like how we experience day now. So, that is the second thing, because of the day and night. That is the second reason. It cannot be billions of years. And the third reason, right in your BBK book. Now, what is the fourth commandment? Swimming. Uh, what's the fourth commandment? Keep the Sabbath day holy. Alright? Sabbath day. Because, why? Because God say on the seventh day, He rested. Right? On the seventh day, He rested. So the Sabbath is model, or at least the explanation that God gave is related to creation. Understand? It's related to creation. And God say, remember creation, on the seventh day, I rested. So you rest. The Sabbath day is talking about literal six day and then become the seventh day rest, right? Now, if it is billions of years, then God, when he say Sabbath day, then we should work billions of years before we rest one day. Should not be like that. Right? So God, even in the Ten Commandments, made sure he related to um, creation and we understand it's literal 24 hours a day. Who want to work billions of years before you get a day off at work? Uh, then you believe in evolution. Now, the next, so write in your BBQ book. Alright, so these are very clear. Language and theological explanations. So the Christian cannot believe in evolution. Many believe in evolution because they don't even bother to read the Bible. Oh, my teacher says so. Oh, so-called science says so. Now, we are not against science. Now, please remember that. Are you a scientific Christian? You must be because God created science. But that is false science, understand or not? Alright? If you are an honest scientist, you will say that evolution is simply a theory. It is not science. We studied that. Now, next. What happened? Now, so we must understand the origin of man. Now, and then, after the origin of man, what happened? Point number two. Okay, now, God formed men and women in his own image. God made it very clear. Let us form men in our image. Okay, now let's look at Genesis 1, verse 27. Genesis 1.27. Shall we read Genesis 1.27 together? So we are studying about creation of man, right? And origin of man. Reading, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now here God tells us we are created in his image. His image is referring to his attributes, his character. Okay, God is a spirit. Does God have ears, eyes, nose, hands, mouth. He describes himself to have that. I can hear. 
My hand will protect you. I will guide you with my eyes. My mouth speak. Alright, God used these terms to help men understand. But God is a spirit. Created after his image is not that God originally had two hands. So he created us like that. So always remember we are created in his image, means his attributes. Which are the attributes that are communicable? Can you remember? Spirit? No. Alright, spirit means he is unique. Spirit in his being, wisdom. Alright, wisdom. Yes? Not infinite wisdom, but God give us understanding. But what are they? Justice, holiness, goodness, and truth. Okay, so these are the image in which we are created in God. What are we supposed to remember this? When we remember our, our origin, what God intends us to be, then these attributes must be very evident in your life. You ask yourself, God created me in His image. Am I holy? Am I just? You're going to study more of that prayer meeting. Am I just? Am I good? Kind? Do I do things for the benefit of others or am I selfish? Am I living in truth? Everything that I say, everything I believe is God's truth. Okay, so that must be you at work. That must be you in school. So when you remember you're created like that, we must be like that. That's why we must be Christ-like. Then you think of these terms. God intend man to be in his image. Okay? So, remember, you are, I am, supposed to be in that image. Now, we are constantly reminded, right, in FEBC classes, in sermons, God is a spirit, correct? So, Alan, can your friend see God? Cannot. He's a spirit. But yet, we are supposed to point man to God. So you point. And they say, cannot see, I still cannot see. What does it mean? We are to point man to God. Ben. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so many Ben. Ben Cho, yes. Um, that point him towards his character. By how I live, right? So, God says, I want man to know me, right? I want man to know who I am. And he created man in his image. Now, now we are his children. Now, if we live according to the image of God, his communicable part at least, then when men see us, when men see us, they see holiness, justice, goodness, and truth, the attributes of God. Men cannot see God, but God says you are the light. You are the light. Light, then go light back. <laughs> you are the light of the world. You're supposed to shine forth God's character and man can see Christ. That's why we say, we always pray, Lord, make me Christ-like. Make me Christ-like. I'm created in Christ's image. Make me Christ-like. So man will see God. The more you live like that, then man will see God. They may not want to read the Bible, but when they see your life, they, see the, they read the Bible through your life. Okay? So you cannot fail God. Understand, students? You cannot fail God. You must live like that. Working people the same. That is what we call bear a witness, <coughs> a testimony. <coughs> a witness, a testimony. <coughs> okay? Um, but is this good enough? I live a very Christ-like life. Can that save people? 
uh, who else? Um, uh, okay, let me see. I ask someone else. Benedict, can you live this life at work and people get saved? People see God. Can they get saved by that? By your testimony of holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Can they get saved? They can, but not all the time. Okay. Now, while we say this, man can see, they'll be pointed to God, right? They'll be pointed, they'll be pointed to God, right? They'll be pointed to God. But in order for men to be safe, what must they know? They must know, very good, they must know the gospel. You still need to preach the gospel. They just see, wow, this guy's so godly. Yeah? Then they also want to be godly. Being godly, can it save them? It cannot. Understand that. They must know that they are a sinner. They must know gospel, right? They must know Jesus is God. They must know that Jesus is the only way. They must know that, that, we, that they are a sinner, right? And that because of sin, they will perish. But everlasting life is in Jesus, right? So they must know that. So please don't leave. Okay, I just leave godly. Huh? I'm embarrassed to, to say you're a sinner. Jesus is God. Okay, I just live godly lives. That is now a new form of Christianity. Workplace, what do you call that? Say again. Workplace work, work something. Uh. It's just Christian being very good Christian, but no need to preach the gospel. It is a false gospel. Alright, so now quickly. So please remember your creator like that, be like that. Therefore, you glorify God. Now, um, number. F- uh, Number three, man was ordered by, crea- by the Creator to have dominion over the earth. Now, let's read verse 29, Genesis 1 to 9, reading quickly. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Okay, and so on and so on. Uh, sorry, actually I meant for you to read verse 28. Sorry. Verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that I moved upon the face upon the earth. Now, you read that? Maybe I asked um, Sujin. No, Sujin knows the answer. He came for the verse. Uh, Yen Wei, should we go to outer space, explore outer space, try to... Why are they exploring outer space? They want to find life there, and now they are find, trying to go to outer space for what? To build new colonies there, right? See where we can inhabit. So should... Is it wrong? Why is it wrong? Dominion over the earth, right? The earth, the earth. God's boundary for man as he created man was dominion of the earth. Things on earth, things under the water. Alright, God did not meant for man to go and try and explore outer space and live in outer space. That's why man cannot live in outer space, understand or not? You can't you have to wear all sorts of suit. To, to survive outer space. God meant for man to live, breathe normal air on earth, 
and focus on living on earth. Okay? So that's the thing. So, um, now, people want to go there and then they discover the wonderful creation. Great. But it is not for us to go and try to inhabit, live outside earth. Now, the next thing is, so, is it wrong to eat fish, eat meat? Some say Christians should be vegetarian. So cruel. God created the cute little rabbit and then you eat rabbits. Huh? No, see, of course creation, so wonderful, so beautiful. Um, so is it wrong for men to eat meat? No, right? Because later God told, after the, after the flood, man was allowed to eat the animals. And God also told Peter, arise and kill and eat, right? So it is not. Actually, if you have that concept, uh, you cannot eat because of how God's creation is so cute, so beautiful. Then should you eat vegetable or not? Vegetables have very nice flowers, you know. So you should not eat vegetables also. Okay? I don't know what to eat then. Right? Jack Hong. Eat wind. Wind also created by God. So cannot breathe. Alright? So, understand, we don't go to that extreme. So people say, oh, God's creation is so beautiful, so wonderful, these living things. Now, so let me ask, in all this creation, okay, so few uh, about yeah about last year or a few months back someone called me uh pastor uh pastor joseph all right the person is not a regular in our church my dog is dying can you please come and pray for my dog hmm? please pray for my dog what should i say Should I pray for the dog? Go there, dog, let me pray with you. Hmm? What's the difference between dogs, animals, and men? Okay, um, Daniel, when your pet, you have a pet? God didn't ask the animals to be light. Okay, fireflies? No? <laughs> okay, yes, not. not. Now, do you have pet? Do you have any pets? No. Okay. So if you have a pet dog, you know people like to say, like to say all all dogs go to heaven. Mm, they always say that. What about cats? <laughs> they don't like cats. All dogs go to heaven. So do dogs go to heaven after they die? Ignatius. No. Why? They don't have the living soul, like the eternal soul. They do not have that. When God created you just say he said he spoke they and he came into existence they are living existence but it is only man that god says he will breathe he breathed into them and gave the breath of life correct only man has the eternal living soul jesus did not come to die for your pet soul when he came to die he died for the human living soul Alright, so they have a different soul. They, they, have, they are different in the sense they are living. They, are, they, have, they can breathe, they can live, they, have, they can have to some extent emotions and feelings and all that. But man is created much higher. Okay, in the image of God. Now, next thing, so understand that, okay, um, animals are different. So I say, no, I won't pray for your dog or pray with your dog, but I will come and pray with you. And pray that you know you will uh, be comforted 
but I can't pray for your, I won't pray for your dog. Your dog is, after it passes away, it passes away. If he's in so much pain, maybe it's better that it passes away quickly. Of course, I didn't say that. <laughs> right? Now, so, next, next thing, page, page uh, 17 or 33. Now, God made us to have fellowship and to worship and to glorify Him. Point number four. Made in His image. God made us in His image that we can know how to worship Him, fellowship with Him. Okay? So you are created to fellowship with God. That is your privilege. You are created to worship Him. That's your privilege. When you come to worship on Sunday, it's a privilege. Don't drag your feet. It is God created me for this. On Sunday, I'm looking for the time where I can come and corporately together with the rest, worship Him. That is what I'm created for. Okay, so He created us to receive worship from us. Now, at this point, I need you to write. We learn the definition of God. God is a spirit and so on. Now we learn one of the important things when it comes to man. Turn to page 383, question 1. 383 in your BBK book. New book, I don't know. 383. Okay. Question number 1. What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end. Let's read together. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So, chapter 2, this is what we need to memorize. Let's say again. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Memorize that. Huh? Next week, we revise. So, this is what we must remember. Your chief end, the, your chief end means your, your end purpose of everything in your life is to glorify God. Why you study? The chief end, glorify Him, not yourself. Why you work? For Him, to glorify Him, not to earn a lot of money and glorify yourself. Why you use anything in your life, your resources, your talents, everything. Your chief end is for Him. That's why God created man. Can? Accept? Or you cannot accept? God, why? You create me for you. Do you feel that way? Man has come to a stage where, God, you create me for you. You're very selfish, God. Because they do not know how infinite, how glorious, and what a loving God He is. Understand that. Okay, so, um, remember that. Now, next one. The Garden of Eden. Now we talk about the fall. The fall. Okay. Um, now, look at second paragraph. Second paragraph, it says, God put Adam to sleep and took one of his ribs, which he formed a woman. Alright? Adam, Eve was formed from Adam. God was very specific in describing how Eve was formed. Eve was not formed through evolution. Okay? God is specific. That's why any Christian who believes in theistic evolution, either you have to tear all these pages out and burn them, or you have to say, I leave them in there, but God, you're telling us false things. Okay? Now, now I say this because uh, there are Christians who believe that. I remember a student who came and the person walked up to me after BBK and said, a new student, and said, you mean we, we shouldn't believe that God created through evolution? I believe that. It should be that. And I said, I've just shown you from the, gospel, from the Bible. But the person is intent to think that evolution is very scientific. Christians should believe in evolution over the Bible. The person is not here anymore. Very sad. So my friends, you and I must see God so high, God so true, 
God is infinite in His truth. He tells us this, this is how He created, this is how He created. Don't let the world change that and steal the glory from God. Evolution is Satan trying to steal the glory from God. So that man will fulfill his chief end. Now next, um, uh, Adam said, now this is, now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And he called her Eve. Call her woman. Alright, woman from man. That's what, from man. Now next, then here in the Garden of Eden is where we see and I explained a bit of this yesterday also at the family seminar here the Garden of Eden so the tree God, to- God already told Adam God told Adam first alright God told Adam you cannot partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil okay he already told him that then Eve came along right Eve came along God did tell Adam Okay, Eve came along, Eve knew, Eve knew, Adam taught Eve, alright, that's how she would know, right? So Eve knew, because Eve did say we are not supposed to, how did Eve know we are not supposed to? Adam told. Um, So, now here, is the first matrimony. Let's turn to Genesis, chapter 2, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2. Okay. Okay, let's read verse 22 to 24. Reading. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and he brought her unto the man. And Adam said, Now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she is taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Now here, Adam knew. He looked at Eve and said, this is woman. Why? It is because taken out of man. Now after that, this is the statement that is in the Bible. Some say God say, some say Adam said. Okay? I believe Adam said. Um, but whichever case, whatever Adam said and is recorded is what God said. Okay? Now, therefore shall man leave his father and his mother. First of all, did Adam have father and mother? No, right? But Adam already understood. Now, Adam, please don't think Adam is caveman. Huh? God created Adam, so Adam is naked and Adam is caveman. Huh? With long, long hair and then can't talk. Adam is created with the image of God. He is extremely intelligent, far far more intelligent than, than Einstein. Understand that? He is that close to the image of God. So he's very, very intelligent. His wisdom is from God. Now he says, now he says, Father, therefore men shall leave father and mother. The first marriage instituted by God. So marriage is instituted by God, huh? not invented by men. That's why you must follow God's model of marriage. God invented marriage. His model is the best. Follow that model. But here he says, men shall leave father and mother. He understands the family model. The family, the family model is, therefore a man shall leave father and man. No. Therefore men shall leave woman and mother. Family makes of male and female, mother and father. Alright? But today you go to churches. I've seen, I've seen pictures in, in, in Australia church where they purposely get 
get congregation member can draw they draw in their cafeteria so we should draw in our bbk time we draw in our um, fellowship hall two women and children and children all right so they draw in church to promote that the family don't need to be men and women or two men all right so they promote that but where do we get the picture of a family father and mother male and female okay so um, we and I want to say this because and parents please keep teaching that you cannot underestimate what your child is constantly drummed in school what they hear from teachers teachers are authority they believe you don't teach them very well they will be very distorted so make sure you go through the Genesis account with them carefully so now men and women leave father and mother cleave to his wife they shall be one flesh now next one is we have to understand the fall in 10 minutes okay now page 18 now here God made it very clear to Adam shall we read Genesis 2.16 let's read quickly Genesis 2.16 and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely verse 17 but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die so here god says there's this tree that you cannot partake of all right pretend it's this tree okay so god told adam this is called god entering into a covenant with adam this is god say this is my condition these are my conditions obey not to eat okay um is it wrong uh cheryl cheryl Markupin. is it wrong to eat fruits no you eat fruits right but adam ate the fruit took of the fruit and ate so we should not eat fruits because it's sin it was about what it was about obedience understand it was about obedience sin's definition is disobedience to god's word understand okay god say then it becomes law this was a time of testing of men whether men would obey him okay disobey surely die now what kind of death there are three deaths as mentioned in your bbk book men must understand page 19 okay page 19 second last paragraph this the three deaths that god spoke of spiritual physical and second death spiritual physical and second death spiritual death god said if you disobey the moment you disobey so please understand you read the bible you may not agree you may not understand did adam ask god let me see god i don't understand you know why this tree cannot uh? why cannot this fruit is it because it's durian very smelly cannot why why cannot adam simply obeyed when you read the bible you may not understand but obedience all right obedience is what is necessary you may understand later all right but adam the moment disobedience happened adam died spiritually first did he die physically no spiritual first adam lived for 930 years is it something like that 900 over years he died 900 over years later 
I think 930, I may be wrong. 900 over years later, Adam was not even supposed to die physically. If Adam obeyed God, then he would never die physically. Physical death is the result of sin, understand that? Okay? That is why God says all have sin, right? How do we know? Because all die. So everyone has sin in them. That's why we will age, you will die. But spiritual death happened immediately. Means immediately he no longer is able to obey God, have unbroken fellowship with God, and if he died, then he would end up in death, in hell. Alright? And when second death means when God raised the people for judgment, you will be cast into the lake of fire. Okay? So second death. All these things because Adam disobeyed God. Right? Right. But Adam obeyed who? Adam obeyed, obeyed Eve. Right? Adam obeyed Eve. The lesson is, wife, don't lead your husband to sin. The lesson is, husband, when your wife wants you to sin, you make sure you obey God. Okay? So now, man fell. But remember, when man fell, God looked for Adam. Adam, what, you have, what have you done? Now, but let's remember this first. Huh? Let's just go through this first. Okay. Now, turn to page 18. Turn to page 18. Genesis 2.17. This is second paragraph. This is known as the covenant of works. Circle. Covenant of works. Circle. Means God said, if you obey, you can live. The covenant is by works. So can man be saved by works? We answer that question afterwards. Now, immediately when man fell, what happened? God immediately did something. Look at chapter 3, Genesis 3. Now, can we read verse 15? Genesis 3.15, reading, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, God immediately in Genesis 3.15 say, I will send the Savior. The seed is the Savior. Satan will try to attack the Savior, but cannot kill the Savior. But Christ will destroy Satan. That's why you step on the head, die, right? Step on the heel, won't die. So Christ, what is God saying? God is saying that now you have fallen, you need a Savior. Why do you need a Savior? Now, up to then, Adam can obey God perfectly. He has what is called free will. Too many people outside. He has free will. Free will means he can obey God perfectly and he will he can want genuine desire to obey God perfectly free will but when man fell when he became spiritually dead Adam lost free will we call now he has depraved will what does it mean why does man need a savior because God knows the covenant of works cannot work anymore because when man fell, he lost free will. When he lost free will, he lost the ability to obey God perfectly. Understand that? You, as a Christian, do you want to obey God? Yes, you want to. 
Can you obey God perfectly? No. If you say, God, I will be kind, I will be good. But whatever you do, end up pride come up, right? right? The moment you come up, you sin already. Okay? Adam could have obeyed God perfectly without any sinful thoughts coming up. But the moment we fall, we come like that. So you must remember, as a Christian, you cannot obey God perfectly also. Then how? Now, even anyone can claim, I, I obey God perfectly. I have no idol in my life. No physical, no spiritual idol. But can you obey the rest of commandment number 2 to commandment number 10 perfectly? Still cannot. There are 10. Only 10, you know. Not 1,000. Only 10. We cannot. So God no cannot already. So God, because of free will loss, God now must give man a saviour. But the thing is this. That was Adam. What about us? Okay, I'll have to ex- I, I don't want to rush, there are too many people and it is 9.45. Next week, I want to make sure all of us understand very clearly yeah, how God saves you, what the gospel is. Because without understanding that, sometimes I fear, what do you really believe in? I don't know. Are you truly saved? When you go preach the gospel, are you preaching the true gospel, the right gospel? So next week, we want to understand how exactly God saved men and why we are all sinners. Okay, so we'll continue next week. Let's uh, close in prayer.